This is a Fubar Radio podcast. Go to fubarradio.com for more details. Screen Talk with Dan Clark on Fubar Radio. Hello and welcome to Screen Talk with me, Dan Clark. Some of you may have noticed that we've uh, we've changed the title a bit. Uh, it used to be Dan Clark Talks Films, now it's Screen Talk. Uh, what a mystery. Why has that happened? Well, <laughs> uh, it was Dan Clark Talks Films and I was just going to uh, have a show that was specifically about movies. But, uh, you know, I realised quite early on that's sort of limiting because there's also a lot of brilliant TV out there as well, uh, especially in the drama uh, side of things. Um, my whole approach to this show is that I'm a huge fan of films. I'm not an expert. I'll have people who are way more knowledgeable than me, and that's part of the fun, is just going to be chatting to people that have got uh, a long career or interesting career and doing great stuff. Um, but the film industry has changed a lot over the past decade. You know, uh, the sort of films that when I was a kid aren't really being made. Not the, not, the, not the sort of films when I was a kid kid. I mean, like, when I was a teenager and in my 20s, um, I remember when I was like 16 and I saw Reservoir Dogs for the first time it came out and that was like the perfect age that just blew my mind that film and that whole wave of independent cinema and uh, it was like the perfect time for that type of those types of films in the 90s and the age I was uh, but now those sort of films don't really seem well the, the the film industry seems to be divided in two it's either the really tiny indie films which get released between november and february and then for the rest of the year men with capes and that's it that seems to be the only two types of films that get made and don't get me wrong there's some really good comic book movies i like the first iron man the third iron man the middle dark knight but more often than not it just feels like same story different cape or different mask. Anyway, I'm ranting here, and I sound like a really old fucking cynical man. I do love mainstream cinema, I really do, and uh, like films like the recent Planet of the Apes films, I love those films. Like, I wish blockbusters could have brains uh, more often, but um, there are a lot of good films that don't get made anymore, like some of those sort of mid-range dramas, but the great thing is now... They, that kind of stuff is getting made on television in the form of things like Breaking Bad, Mad Men, Fargo. I've recently rewatched the entire Sopranos for the second time, and uh, because my memory's so bad, it was like watching it for the first time. That was uh, smoking too much weed in my teens, did that, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> which has its benefits. And I've also just finished watching Deutschland 83. I don't know if you've seen that. That's on, it was on Channel 4, but it's a German TV show, and it's definitely my favorite thing in the last couple of years. Um, and these, these TV shows, they're, they're shot like movies, they're, they're, there's lots of great stuff. So. I want to include television as well into this show, so that's why it's now screen talk as opposed to film talk. There'll be uh, an emphasis on film, but we'll be doing a lot of TV stuff. Today, my guest, my very special guest, is the wonderful Thomas Turgoose. Hello, Thomas. Hello. How, How are, are you? you? Good. Good. Right? You're tired. T- good. You're, yeah. I'm good. You had a 12-hour uh, sleep, but you're still tired. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I had a bit, a bit of a crazy week. Well, not crazy weekend. It was started Thursday and finished Saturday, so I was still catching up from that, and then obviously working yesterday, Monday, Tuesday. But yeah, I'm all right. What you I'm still young? What were you doing? <laughs> what were you doing at the weekend? That was on the weekend. You, well, is this I, stuff we can't say in public? Well, no, I was just. Um, I went for a, you know, you know, when you go for a, the, a pint with the lads to watch the football. I do, and then it gets a bit out of hand, and then it's, you know, it gets to one in the morning. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck it, come have a party at my house. Next thing you know, your missus is getting up for work. And you're like, fucking hell, lads, be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, kind of got a bit bit mad, and then um, and then Sunday I went to a music concert in Nottingham, um, an Ellie Goulding one. Cause my girlfriend's a big fan, um, which was amazing. You um, said that like you were dragged along. No, or no, do no, you I, like her as well? I, to be honest, you know I, I like her music, but you know it's not someone I'd go out of my way to see. But John Newman was supporting, and he was brilliant, so that you oh, know cool. made it all worth it. Uh, and we never got back till late, and then I was up early for the train on Monday to come to work in London. Um, but yeah, it's been I'm fun. But you're only 24, so you I can do 24. it. You can do it. Um, so, also during these shows, I'll get my guests to pick sc- songs or score from films that they love. And uh, but we always start with one of my own choices. This is Cat Stevens. Uh, it's a gentle little number. Uh, it's "Don't Be Shy" from the film Harold and Maude.
So that was Don't Be Shy by Cat Stevens. Do you, uh, you familiar with Cat? Cat's uh, work? I've heard of the name. Yeah. <laughs> that was from the film Harold and Maud. Have you ever seen Harold and Maud? No. You've got to check that out. It's a Hal Ashby film from uh, 1971. And it's a film about basically a kid who has a ambiguous relationship with an old woman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Have I, pic- have I pic- piqued your interest? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, very unusual, and uh, uh, but kind of weirdly sweet as well. So I recommend it if you haven't seen it. We were just talking while the song was on about um, TV series. You're really the show you said you were really into is Entourage, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a weird one. It's kind of like it makes me want to because of the content of it. Obviously, it, I think it, I'm, I'm right in thinking it's based on Mark Wahlberg's life when he was young. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's an exec, he's, isn't he? He's the exec, yeah. yeah. Um, and he makes a few appearances in it. And it just makes me think I want to go to America and smash America just because of the, the, the amount of fun that they're having in it and and just the characters as well, like Jeremy Pivot who plays yeah. Harry Gold. Like, there's yeah. just no TV character like him. It's unbelievable. He's amazing, yeah. So yeah, I watched it. Watched it back in like November. I'd be a bit. I, I wouldn't like pin like go over to America thinking your life is going to no. suddenly be exactly yeah, like those guys. Yeah, like Vinny chases. <laughs> suddenly, I get to America and I send it to Matt Warburg. Um But no, it does. It, it, it does make me want to get my head screwed on. I just think I want to do that. Well, yeah, it's kind of a good thing, I suppose. Yeah, and you watched it twice. Yeah, I watched it back in November, um, all eight series in and the film, and then like, re- well, not long ago, started it again and just watched the whole series again and the film. Yeah. So I was just yeah, I've done it. That's twice great. now and I could do it again easily could do it again well I was just saying Deutschland 83 that's uh, it's, a, it's a German show it's subtitled and it's quite uh, you know there's a lot of talk about war um, the Cold War there's East versus West Germany and stuff but I don't think you necessarily need to know all that stuff in order to enjoy it because essentially mm. it's really like um, if you haven't seen it, it's this kid from East Germany gets sent to West Germany to spy on West Germany, set in 83, funnily enough. Uh, and um, he obviously develops personal relationships whilst he's in West Germany. Also, because in East Germany at that time it was a communist country, then they weren't allowed to read books, like contemporary books, or yeah. listen to any pop music or watch films. He's sent as a spy... He's like been brought up to hate West Germany. He goes to West Germany and then suddenly he starts like hearing Duran Duran and yeah, and like it. having sex with different girls and yeah. and then there's a bit of like what well, you know subconsciously he's going this is sort it's of all right, this is sort of, yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's really good. I really I've got one episode left and um, unless that's terrible, I think it's the best series I've watched. Really? Ages. Yeah. Oh, I'll have a look at that. Check it out. So, uh, the news this week, I was uh, reading this week a uh, bit of film news. Um, the uh, the Star Wars universe, this is what they like to call it now, the Marvel universe, the DC universe, the Star Wars universe. Uh, it's um, it's making these spin-off movies, right? These uh, that have nothing to do with, like, Luke Skywalker and all those people uh, they're making Rogue One which I believe is out in December which is a whole new set of characters within the Star Wars universe and also in development is a Han Solo standalone film which is about a young Han Solo so this is, is all Spanish to me I've never seen any of the Star Wars haven't you I've not seen any of them no uh, well you just you know maybe you, maybe you should yeah are you interested Um. No. No, not really. <laughs> That's quite refreshing. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I'm always one of them that, like, I'd only seen, like, The Dark Knights and The Batman Begins. I'd only seen them recently. Yeah. So, I kind of, yeah, I might watch them and I love them. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, I, obviously, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a child of the 80s, so the, the first Star Wars films, you know, were, were everything to me. And then the th- yeah. second three, like a lot of people my age, made me want to jump out of a window. Mm. And so then, you're quite lucky, like always, like people my age nowadays. We just get like Big Brother rammed down our throats, yeah. And you know, like the only way is Essex. Well, I'm so sure you had good stuff then. Yeah, we just get well, Geordie Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there was bad stuff as well. I just sort of managed to erase it. So this um, this standalone film of Han Solo. I know some people are a little bit like w- uh, dubious of this. Like a young, what is a film about a young Han Solo? I don't know how young he is. Is maybe it's like? Can you imagine if it's Han Solo's teens and he's just like trying to get 
loses virginity or something <laughs> or maybe it's Han Solo in his 20s going to clubs doing MDMA <laughs> <laughs> with Chewy can you imagine Chewy off his head on drugs as in Chewbacca yeah Chewbacca yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, for those people who are a bit worried because they're thinking how can you make this uh, a young Han Solo film without Harrison Ford um, maybe you'll you know feel a bit better about the fact that it's being written by Lawrence Kasdan who wrote the original Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, and he just co-wrote The Force Awakens with J.J. Abrams. So the script's in good hands, and it's being directed by Lord and Miller, who are the guys that directed 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street, the Lego movie, and Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, which is a very odd... Yeah, it's a bit of an odd mixture, isn't yeah. A Lego movie. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> weird thing is, proving that I do like mainstream films, I like all those films. I think they're really clever mainstream films, and they all did fucking amazingly at the box office. So it's like they know what they're doing. It's just like a weird mix of like, is Han Solo, the Star Wars Han Solo, going to be like out-and-out out comedy or... God I mean, knows. who knows? You're, like, you're looking at me blankly because yeah, you have no, no idea any of these things. What um, I did see this morning now on Twitter was... Um, Seth Rogen has done that new animated. Oh um, yeah, the sausage. The party. sausage party. Yeah. Thought that the trailer for that looks like dead funny. I'd like. Oh, I'll have to check that. I'd out. definitely go see that. Yeah. 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 Well, talking about Harrison Ford as well. Oh, oh, this was the other thing that uh, that kind of interests me. They released the uh, the the list, the short list of actors that will play the young Han Solo. Okay. Which I think is weird. Like, why are you releasing this information? Like, that never used to happen. That no. Here's who we're thinking about playing Han Solo. And apparently it's down to um, Aiden... I don't know how you say his surname. Iron Reich, who was in Hail Caesar. Jack Raynor from the Transformers films, but we won't hold that against him. <laughs> and Taron Egerton. Do you know Taron? Um, I've never met Taron. Um, but, you know, he's, he's amazing at what he does. Like, the Kingsman yeah. was good. Um and he looks great in Eddie the uh, Eagle. Yeah, he does look yeah. good in Eddie the Eagle, yeah. So he's a brilliant actor. I was actor. auditioning for that, so I'd have done really? that better, obviously. Yeah, of course. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Of course. <laughs> no, he does look good. Yeah. Uh, but that's weird to announce a shortlist. Like, they didn't do it. And I can't ever imagine, like, when I was younger, finding out that it, Han Solo was, you know, um, they'd whittled it down to Harrison Ford, Kurt Russell. Mm. And, is, it, and then, is it official from them, or is yeah, it just, like, from in them, the sun? From Disney, they went. Really? Yeah, the three. Like, can you imagine Harrison Ford, like sort of wandering around his uh, living room and calling his agent going like have you heard anything yeah, yeah. so I don't want to know that about the actor I just want to you know believe the part yeah. when who they're... do you think could do it better out of them three out of them three um, well Taron's like smashing everything nowadays though and he's like I've not I've not actually seen Jack Raynor so it's hard to say but out of those two Taron's got that sort of gr mm. the slight more um rough around the edges yeah thing. it'll be good to see him do it because he has come from like a normal he's from Aberystwyth in oh, yeah. in, in Wales and you know it's like, like from a normal I was speaking about him yesterday actually um, and you know he's kind of he, he loves being at home he loves his friends he loves his Does normality he? yeah. you know he's not massive on the big city life so it'll be good to see him go out and do all these yeah. big things so, yeah, that'd be great yeah. what about Indiana Jones do you have you watched any of those? No, not really. I've never really sat. Have no. you ever seen a film? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I, uh, not seen any of that. Well, this so this won't mean anything to you either. But they've just announced for definite that they're doing another Indiana Jones film, which to me is like again that was they were films I grew up on in the eighties, yeah. right? I, I adored. Indiana what Jones. if they ruin it? What if it's well? Shit? They did. They did a recent one about eight years ago with uh, Harrison Ford, and it was shit, and it was terrible. Oh god! You know, I'm I'm all for old older people like mm. doing like I'm not saying they shouldn't do stuff, but li he he just looked a bit doddery. Mm. That was the thing, and also the film. Like I just don't know where you go in a film when in your first ten minutes a man survives a nuclear blast. Just yeah, like, no, yeah. story-wise, how, where yeah. do you get, like, well, yeah. they went with aliens, but, um, yeah, it was just a very odd film, it just wasn't, and now they're doing another one, and, it, and in The Force Awakens, again, I actually really liked The Force Awakens, I saw yeah. it twice. Really? It's got holes, and it's not perfect, but Harrison, and I loved seeing Han Solo in it, but it was like, oh man, you know, can't he just sort of be like a 70-year-old and sit in the corner moaning? Yeah. Why does why do they have to get him running? It just get him doesn't, running around and yeah. doing backflips with his inner frame <laughs> and that. Anyway, so that's the film news. Um, 
And my pick of the week film this week is Anomalisa, which is the new film from Charlie Kaufman, which is a stop-motion film based on a, a play he did. I haven't actually seen it, but it's my pick of the week because it's the film, of all the films coming out this week, that I want to see yeah. the most. Do you like Charlie Kaufman movie? He did. Uh, he wrote Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, being John Malkovich. Again, you've never seen no, a movie, no. have you? <laughs> I know. See, my, my taste in movies is pretty shit. I is suppose, it? Isn't well, it? we'll yeah. get to that because yeah. uh, every week we'll ask her. First, I'll obviously be chatting to Thomas properly. I won't just be introduced, like getting him to uh, <laughs> give me his opinion on this nonsense I'm talking about. On, on a film that I haven't seen. Yeah, on a film you haven't seen. <laughs> but uh, I will um, <clears throat> actually be talking to him about his career because this is a man who has a lengthy career already at the age of. 24 24 now yeah. 24 yeah. Um, so we will be talking more in depth um, and as I'm um, and at the end we'll be talking about his guilty pleasure film which may be all the films he's ever watched by yeah, the, only <laughs> by the sounds I've of seen. it um, <laughs> but what uh, what I said earlier about people picking music and songs from their favourite or favourite songs from films that they love this uh, this is a slightly un you put a little bit of a spin on this because this is from the film Walk the Line the yeah. uh, Johnny Cash biopic mm. probably film. Yeah, pro yeah probably one of my all time favourites ok well look there you go that's mm. that's a brilliant film uh, brilliant performances yeah. but you've picked the actual Whacking Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon versions of the songs because yeah. you think they you, you think they're fucking great right yeah I think they're brilliant not necessarily better because you know it's like well obviously when I was younger Reese um uh, June Carter and um, Johnny Cash there was you know there, there was not really my generation mm. but then I watched this film with my stepmom and I just loved it like it was a brilliant film the music music was good and, and it's, it just goes to show like how amazing they do in it mm. it's just like you know from an actor's perspective like it's unbelievable well it's so hard to do and often yeah. in a lot of these films people still use the original singer and they mime you know the song but in this case they didn't and uh and here, here is Joaquin Phoenix doing an amazing job of being Johnny Cash with Get Rhythm. Amazing. Um, Get Rhythm. Can you, can you do a Johnny Crash Cash? No, I doubt it. No. Get Rhythm. <laughs> uh, so was that your first introduction to Johnny Cash? Yeah, I think yeah. So other than Ring of Fire, obviously, you know, yeah. I've known, known that song since yeah. I was a kid because it was always around. But um, yeah, it was my first introduction to Johnny Cash. So Thomas Turgoose. Yes. Born in 1990... When, when were you born? Well, can you not do your research before <laughs> getting me in here? Yeah, I didn't do really that It's pissed bit. me off that you That's, don't know that. that. Do you want to just... Should we leave it then? Yeah, yeah? I'm just going to right, see you later. <laughs> no, 92. Uh, I was born 92. in 92. Oh, that's depressing for me. Um, <laughs> when was you born? 1804. <laughs> that's it, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was born in 1976. God. Yeah. You, you actually said to me earlier that you thought... I was, yeah, like, I, d I honestly yeah. did think... Like, when you told me how old you was yesterday... I, Genu I, I thought he was like 25 which is do you know what how good that's made me feel yeah. I'm going to dine out on that for weeks <laughs> so um, yeah Thomas I, uh, I've been a big fan of yours Thank very you. very very happy to meet you and um, for those of you listening um, if you don't know who Thomas is you're a fool if you uh, recognise the name but you're trying to still put a, a face to the name well let me just jog your memory Thomas was the lead actor co-lead I would say from the uh, This Is England movie uh, I mean we don't want to like yeah, single people out no it isn't a competition no. but uh, uh, you followed that up with Summerstown Eden Lake and of course the three series of This Is England amongst other things um Tell us, like, where did you where did you actually grow up, and and where were you born? Um, I was born in Grimsby, um, which uh, has recently been made famous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks a lot, Sasha Baron Cohen, <laughs> dickhead. Um, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I was born in Grimsby. Um, I was kind of brought up in the rougher areas of Grimsby. You know, my mum was a single mum with four boys, wow. uh, so she kind of did all she could. Which was enough, you know. We we all had what we wanted, you know. And she, yeah, she did all she could. And we moved around a lot, you know. Estates moved on a lot of rough estates. Um, but I, you know, I I wouldn't change it because I made some amazing friends growing up. Were we you aware when you were younger that you maybe didn't have as much as some other kids? Um, yeah. Or does I that mean, concept I mean, not really to be fair, like, I, 
you know, if I wanted a scooter, I'd either rob it or my mum would get me one. Um, so okay. I always had what I wanted, sort of thing, <laughs> even if I had to steal it. Um, no, but yeah, I kind of. You're a shining role model for uh, exactly. for children up yeah. and down the country. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, it's well, it's just the way the way it was when I was a kid. You know, it's yeah. kind of that. That's how how it was, and you know, luckily, I, I got a. An amazing escape from it all when mm-hmm. you know when I met Des Hamilton who cast me in This Is England and you know introduced me to Shane Meadows who directed uh, This Is England and wrote it. And so how did that, what, first of all how old were you and um, secondly how did how exactly did that happen because I know they use the phrase street casting but yeah. I never quite know what that means exactly. Well, when I was thirteen, um, I was in and out of school. I'd never really bothered with it. I couldn't be asked with it. Um, and I used to go to this amazing project called the Space Project, which was like a youth centre. Um, where I'd, you know, I'd, I was meant to go to school three days a week and I'd go there two days. Never went to school, I just did the two days there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can remember I was walking around the corner one day and I saw this big crowd outside the, the space project. And I didn't know what was going on. I thought there might have been a fight or, you know, I didn't kind of know what was going on because it wasn't really in the paper or anything that there was going to be a casting in Grimsby. Yeah. Um, and I just like kind of wandered over, said hello to Des Hamilton and, you know, he said he was casting for a film. Um, and he said to me, Do you want to audition? And I was like, that I'm I'm just Tomo from Guildford Street, like a rough mm-hmm. area, like never ever going to be in a film. So I thought, if you want my time, like if you want me to audition for you, then I want money. So I charged <laughs> him a fiver for my first audition. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, and I got me fiver, and I did the little, uh, the little, um, the little chat with him, which is on YouTube, which is highly embarrassing. Oh, um, that, that will be there forever. Yeah, I know. You know, I know uh, yeah. But luckily, you're uh, you're engaged, so yeah, I'm engaged. Now. Cheers for that cop yeah. blocking me. Yeah, no, uh, and then yeah, just went from there, and then you know, I did my uh, did my auditions, and the more auditions I did, um, the, obviously the more money I wanted <laughs> to meet Shane Meadows. You know, I wanted. So you were thinking at one point, oh, I don't I, mind if they just keep auditioning yeah. me. I'm making a killing yeah, out of this. Well, I never thought I was like I'm never ever going to be in a film, so you know, I want something from it. And yeah, I charged. I, oh God, imagine me doing it now. Yeah, I yeah. charged Shane Meadows like a mobile phone to meet him and audition for him. Oh, that's amazing. Which it was kind of that. That was who I was. Um, you know, and Shane kind of admired the cheek. Yeah. Um, oh, know. I bet. I bet that was probably like the, when the first time when you said to Des, the casting director, yeah. "I want a fiver." He was like, "Oh, okay, this kid's probably yeah. already been shortlisted." To, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, that's amazing. And before that had happened, had you ever thought about acting? No, never. Um, it's not, not something that never really bothered me. I never thought about it. I never really watched much telly. I was always, you know, knocking around the streets with my mates playing football. And you, yeah. Were you a happy kid? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, like, I, ge- I genuinely, and I say it and I mean it, like I wouldn't change my upbringing yeah. for, you know, for, uh, for anything. I had the time in my life. And so then <clears throat> you do how many auditions, you reckon, like four or five or something? What, for, 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 for Shane? This, yeah, for, for, for this, for this England. England. Um, well, I did one with Des in Grimsby, and then that one in Grimsby with Shane, and then there was two in Nottingham with Shane, so there's like four auditions. Yeah. But a lot of it was kind of like um, like group like group auditions to see how we moulded and see how we got on. Right. You know, there was other people in who was auditioning to play... Steven. Chemistry tests. Yeah, chemistry, yeah. They, yeah. So there was other people yeah. in who was potential to play combo or potential to play woody and now when you look at it like you know if you've seen it you know how how the chemistry is with us all like yeah yeah couldn't imagine it being anyone else so there was no point at like when it got to like audition three or four where you did start thinking hang on maybe this could happen uh or you just like gotta get that i just wanted money you know (laughs) i was always that i was always that kid i was money orientated and then when you know when when we first tried our costumes on you know and i had my doc martens on yeah um stephen graham who plays combo he had to give me 20 quid so to come out of the costume room and show everyone i was like i'm not i'm like i'm not doing it i'm not going out and he was like i'll give you 20 quid if you do it and i was like all right and then yeah (laughs) and then when he told me i got the part and it wasn't until my first day on set i kind of realized shit like this is for real and yeah. it, I, like, I wouldn't look back now it's like I can't thank Shane enough for doing what he's done for me and that's the reason I'm sat here now and did you find it at all difficult when you first started like because you know you'd never done it before was there any sort of oh I've got a uh, um, you know show real emotions and it's because yeah. it's a really tough part even you know for an adult <coughs> let alone a kid yeah no well, probably easier for a kid in a way because you haven't been taught to hide yeah. everything and no the way Shane works he kind of like he manipulates your mind like I'll always remember for the Milky beating when Milky's getting beat up in the film he told me that Stephen Graham was actually beating Shimmy up and he said to me in that room and he said if we don't get it 
he's going to have to keep beating him up. Oh. And I can remember they had this cane and there was whack in the chair with it. And I was on the other side of the door and Shane was like, he's hitting Shimmy with that. So like, we need to concentrate and get it done. And then obviously after, like, he's, but Shane, he's And you've been psychologically yeah, damaged yeah, ever since. Mind fucked, <laughs> haven't I? But, um, but yeah, he, he doesn't just go, right, that's a wrap and leave it then. You know, he, you know he always, he's always treating us, he's always doing, you know, taking us out and, uh, and just always being there for us. You know, even when we're not filming, you know, I went to see him on Sunday this week. And yeah, he's just, he's a good friend. He's a, he's a mm. really good friend. And then when the film came out, were you aware of this, uh, this buzz, this, like, this sense that... Because I remember when the film came out, there was a lot of attention on you specifically about who is this kid, where has he come from, mm. he's so good. Like, were, you aware, were you conscious of that? or um, It was weird. I, I, I remember when the Grimsby Telegraph had first got hold of it, it and put it on the front page of the paper <laughs> and I walked into to my local shop and he was like wow you're on the paper and I was like Canel, yeah that is mad and, and it was a good feeling you know it was good and you know it, it always is nice when people come up to you and say you know the fans are at work and you know it's looked like last night in Nando's when yeah. that lady come over it is a nice feeling because it, it, to know that your work's appreciated it is a good it is a good feeling but you know it's, some, it's something that you, I don't think you'll ever get used to like you were saying last night it is weird when people come up to you yeah. and and you know, if you're just walking around Asda and you've got people staring at you, it's a bit like, oh, you know. But that that must have happened just suddenly, like to you, you know. Like um, yeah, I mean, but Grimsby is a, it's a weird place, and I, I think until you go there, you you won't understand. But like I said, when I moved around a lot as a kid, I spent a lot of time in different estates and areas, so you kind of know a lot of people anyway. Yeah. Um, and then when you're walking through town, and someone says hello, you know, you, and I spend a lot of time in the pubs in Grimsby because that's what I enjoy doing with the lads playing pool. Mm -hmm. So you kind of get to know a lot of people. So in Grimsby, it's just just another lad, really. Like no one really cares about what I do, which is why I love it. Like, some, but some in some areas of in in Britain, I know I know this is especially true. Uh, in some parts of the UK, as compared to other countries, people are a bit like, "Oh, you think you're it now, do you? Because you're successful." Yeah, they don't. They, there's like this. We've got to bring them down a peg or two. You didn't get, you didn't feel any sort of hostility or anything. No, not really. Oh, I mean, you kind of get, you get the odd not bad, but yeah, you know, I kind of, I, I don't know. I just laugh it off. So um, suddenly you've been in a a big because it was Shane Meadows' biggest hit. At, up to date as well like financially it was his yeah I ain't seen any of that money now <laughs> Shane <laughs> come on have you asked him no I'm joking uh, yeah, I'm happy with what uh, I got and um, and then so did what, you know you're like what when the film came out you were 13 when you filmed it but you would have been like 14, 15 yeah when yeah it well came out, when did it right? come out we filmed it September 2005 so yeah I would have been 14 when it came out yeah was there like this pressure to go right now you're an actor and you have to move to London and you have to chase the dream and no not really um, it's the same with all the cast of this in England it's, I don't think there's anyone who lives in London you know everyone's kind of still stuck to where they live and and in a way you can I think that's one of the great things about the shows you can sense that it feels like everyone's real yeah and it's yeah everyone's kind of stay true to himself um, yeah it's got an authenticity that, yeah. um, and it doesn't feel in, you know there are lots of brilliant, brilliant actors who are good at doing accents and playing a different class to what yeah. they are. But I think definitely not just this is England, but all of Shane's stuff is that's what's always yeah. feels so re uh, so kind of good about it is that it yeah. just feels real. I think Shane puts a massive trust in his actors, um, you know, on and off set, and you know we trust him with our lives, you know, and he trusts us with his, and it's kind of. Yeah, he, he just gives you this sense of freedom on set. Um, but you weren't like... Uh, so you didn't have the pressure of the career thing or anything? You didn't have an agent going, right, you know, you're in that film, mm. what next? Or, but did you also... Did you get the bug? Were you like, I love that, I want to do more? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, you know, obviously, after This Is England, I, I'll always remember when I met my agent, who I've still got now, um, I met him in... Um, Tottenham Court Road and I've still with him now say and he kind of said to me what do you want like what do you want to do um, and do you he, mean like you went for a coffee you'd, or uh, yeah, you bumped into him on no, Tottenham I went, Court Road no I went Road. for a coffee you know yeah. because obviously when this came out I had a few eight different agencies who, who was interested in representing me um, and you know my, my dad and my stepmom you know that they, they kind of did a lot for me and I can remember yeah so I met with Connor um, from Troika and he, he, he kind of said to me what do you want like what do you want to do and I, I just I didn't know I didn't know what I wanted to do obviously I had an amazing time making the film and 
uh, and you know meeting the people but you know I was still only a kid I was still wanting to run around with my mates I wanted yeah. to do all the things and then I, I got cast in a, a TV series called The Innocence Project with again with Stephen Graham um, it's a BBC and and then yeah for like from then on I just enjoyed loved being on set and yeah, like there's no way that I change what I do now. And you still live in Grimsby, which I love. I love that about mm. you is that you. It's just like that's the life you prefer having yeah. rather than coming down. Yeah, to no, yeah. I say it's because of the normality. Like I've got there and I've got my missus there and I've. You're got engaged. All, yeah, you're 24. I know. Stop it's saying that. <laughs> no, but that's like. I mean, it's great. I think um, yeah. there's my generation were like sort of taught to put off. Yeah kids and marriage until as old as you can get away with it and I think there's a bit of a reintroduction to yeah. like maybe doing it a bit younger again I think I think what it is though is like with me and me and my missus I've known her for a long time I've known her for 10 years um since I was a kid we knocked around when we was kids um and she's just yeah she's ace like she, she doesn't she don't care what I do she don't like coming to London with me she, you know she's got you know she's got her own job she's got her own life um, and I don't think there's any many other girls who could put up with the shit that I give her. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, she's quality. And, uh, yeah, I definitely love to have her. Oh, that's yeah. like the sweetest thing you could yeah. ever say. Steak and blowjob yesterday, wasn't it? Good. <laughs> 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 uh, so, uh, um, oh, you did say actually talking about Grimsby that you did audition. Like you were telling me before we were recording that mm. um, you did audition for Sasha for the Grimsby yeah. film. Yeah, which yeah, it was a weird experience. Um, Obviously, growing up on, on Ali G and Borat and all that, um, my agent has, um, emailed me and said, you know, he wants you to audition for it. And I went in um, and I did some improvisation with him, which was, you know, I was more than happy with that. Just just, just being in the same that, room with him. That's an experience. You know, just an experience. Um, you know, he's a lovely guy. Uh, and I've seen the film Grimsby, and it is, it, is, it is what it is. It's a Sasha Baron Cohen film, you know. People aren't walking around Grimsby going, God damn, that's Sasha! No, I mean, there is, there, there is the odd person, but then I just think, if they watched Borat, they'd have laughed at that. You know, but people in Kazakhstan, they wouldn't laugh at it. Yeah. So it's like, they can't laugh at that and not Grimsby. Yeah, double standards. Yeah. But uh, was that the first out-and-out comedy thing you'd done improvising with Sasha? Uh. Because I know there's a lot of humour and comedy in Shane stuff, and yeah, but out like, and out comedy, yeah, yeah probably just yeah. going for laughs and stuff. Mm. Yeah, but did that feel different to like all the stuff you'd done before? Was it? Yeah, it was good. It was good fun to to be able to have a laugh and not have to walk into an audition room and you know Crying. be you know listening to sad music before you go in. It was good to just be able to go in there and just think. At the end of the day, you know, it's just a bit of fun. Yeah, and and it was fun, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's good. Have you do you? Do you think everything you've ever done, you've had to cry loads? Well, yeah, most things, yeah. yeah. It's mainly like, oh, I, I'm always playing like a stroppy little teenager. It's still. Still, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But it was good to do something different. And then you, so you did um, sum, uh, Summer's Town, mm. right? And that, uh, so suddenly you're like the new Paddy Considine for... Um, for Shane, aren't you? Cause the nicest like, thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> well, <laughs> suddenly he went from working with him a few times, and then you're the new muse for him. Do you, mm. Is that? Do you feel like that? There was a oh, this guy got really good results for me. I'm gonna keep working with him for a bit. And with Shane, with Shane, yeah, yeah. I, I'd you know, I'd give me left nut to work with Shane for the rest of my life. Um, does he want your left nut? Uh, no, I doubt it. <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, yeah say so your agent will not be happy with that contract. By the <laughs> way, <laughs> it was funded by Eurostar. That was the weird thing, wasn't yeah. it? Some, well, what? originally it was meant to be like a, a thirty-minute short for Eurostar's an advert. Hmm. Um, but then, in true Shane nature, he shot so much um, and got some amazing results from it. Mm -hmm. He said, "Why don't we just make it into a feature?" And that, lo and behold, that's what he did. And you know, there was a lot of controversy. They must have been like, "Wow, we got a feature for nothing, or yeah. for the price of a exactly." Short. Yeah, it was, it was shot for you know pennies, really. Yeah, um, you know, for for the amazing success that it had that we didn't really expect. But then Shane's like that; he'll do a job. He don't go into a film to, expecting it to make millions and millions of pounds. He goes into a, a film knowing what he wants from it you know like he knows the results that he wants and then whatever happens after that happens you know yeah yeah and so then when you did your next few things that were without shane yeah was there like a pro a, a sort of a, a process where you're like oh not everyone directs because your only experience had been with this one guy not everyone directs like shane does 
Um, or was there it, anything it was weird. You, you wanted to say to the director on something new? Uh, no, sorry, this isn't how <laughs> Shane does it. Um, I'm allowed to rehearse for as long as I like. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, it, I always find it weird if I'm on another job where I've got to lay in bed at night and lay in my lines. Yeah. Because Shane don't do lines. It's every, everything Shane... Well, with This Is England, it's all improvised. Is it really? Yeah, every, every single bit of it. On the series as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah, on the series. So, yeah... So, you don't even have a script? We have a script... Um, and you know but w- if we sat in bed and learnt the lines uh, like on the first day on a new shoot say when we start 86 um, the first night I lay in bed and I learn my lines and I'm giving it right I'm ready for it and then mm. Shane will just go right not bothered about the lines I think he only writes the script to get the money I mean, because he knows what he wants in his head and again it goes back to the trust he knows that yeah. you know and the relationship that we've all got as, as cast I think we just kind of bounce with it, but yeah, there's it's very, very rare that we'll stick to. A so, do you now like going, oh, fuck learning the lines? Yeah, I don't like, I, I, well, I, I can do it, I don't mind doing it. Um, but I mean, but for yes. This Is England, do you do you actually ever never? No, no, I never lay in bed at night. And you just what you just look at them so you know what the scene's I, I, about. I, I, Shane, will, Shane will say if you've got a scene where I've got to tell you that I've been having sex with your girlfriend, mm. um, I, I, that's all I'll need to know, and then how I'm going to tell you is up to me. And then how you react up to you. Yeah, that must be amazing. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing experience. It's good. Yeah, and mm. it means you can go out and get pissed the night before without exactly. worrying that's about it. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, that's all we ever do. <laughs> is it? Do you, when you guys all get together, is there like a yeah, temptation just a to like... Up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was more so on 86 because we was, we'd been putting these amazing apartments in Sheffield, right in the city centre, and we was going out on a piss and... People, and you know, Sheffield's... A Great amazing, scene. Yeah, yeah, loads And there was nightclubs that were saying, oh, come in here, we'll get you pissed for free. So, like, <laughs> it was the most mad thing ever. So, we spent nearly every night on the shoot on 86 on the piss. 90 was a little bit more tame because, not not we've all grown up, but, you know, now... Well, the novelty of that's The novelty is worn off, off yeah. yeah. That's what it is. And, and the hangovers start to hurt. Yeah. And then you think, maybe I should be a bit more professional. Yeah, <laughs> and I can't handle it anymore. Like, last night, I had, like, three pints and I yeah. was a bit pissed. Yeah. So, I can't do it anymore. But when I was 18, there was no stopping me. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, that, that is, there is something really fun about, like, the gang getting back together, isn't there? Yeah. Like, what are the gaps between each, uh, this is England, like, in terms, I know it's 88, 86, 90 in the, mm. sh- in the show. Yeah. But how, how many years between actually filming? Uh, it depends. What was 86? There was about a three year gap from the film to 86. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think it was two years from 86 to 88. And again, about two years from... 88 to 90 I think uh, that's, so that's it's quite, about two year gap a lot of TV shows are yearly yeah pretty yeah. much but Shane kind of you know he wants us all to change yeah he wants us all to like change you know hair growing physically yeah. and you know like Andrew Shin was hitting the gym really hard who plays Milky yeah. um, he needed to bulk up um, and yeah just kind of just wants us all to physically change it's weird with him because he and this will happen this has obviously happened to you as well but I remember he was in A Room for Romeo Brass yeah, and it's brilliant like film. yeah it's yeah. so amazing and seeing that that put like his journey yeah, on yeah. court on camera well he's been, been working with Shane now for what 15 years 20 mm. years or something yeah it's amazing I, yeah. Lo- I do love that film it's yeah it's so a good. great look it's amazing to see him now though from that little you know stumpy fat kid yeah if you see him now yeah. he's a cage yeah. fighter is he's, he's, but he's not actually a cage yeah he's actually a cage fighter are you fighter. serious yeah 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 he does cage fighting that's amazing he's a motocross rider uh, it's just a cage fighting I do not understand like, if you go on YouTube and put yeah. Andrew Shim um I can't remember what Well, the, I won't uh, do it now, but yeah. I will do but it. Yeah, Andrew Shim cage fighting. What yes. do people get out of cage fighting? I, I, don't, understand I don't understand this. I don't understand how you sit in a cage and get like, beat up. I actually started boxing in the gym, like, with my trainer, and I got, I sort of, un- like, not, I'm not, like, talking about actual fights, but, like, sparring with yeah, them and yeah. stuff. And I got it. I was like, oh, this is fun. But at least there's a controlled environment yeah. about it. But, like, going into an environment where you can just do any, anything, like, kick you want. the fucking yeah. shit out of each yeah, other. it's crazy. And it? want to do it. <laughs> to some people like I've got friends like one of my mates Connor like he's started boxing and he's always been the, the nutter of our mates like he's always been like the head case mm. um, and like he, he started boxing this is boxing. not still your agent you're talking about no not, not my agent no 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 but yeah like I, I said to him like boxing I'm like why do you do it like he enjoys getting punched in yeah. the face it's like how do you get enjoyment from that Adrenaline it fucking hurts yeah. yeah no it's weird. weird yeah it's, don't so understand how people could do it what the, when 
I first watched uh, Room for Romeo Brass. It is like I'm going to do the same um, comparison again. Like with you in This Is England, it's like that. Whoa, where's this guy come from? But that was seeing Paddy in yeah. Romeo Brass. It's like, yeah. is he actually? Is, have they actually got a like a bit of a weirdo to? come in and do a bit in this film or yeah 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 well more so with Dead Man's Shoes I know Paddy don't say a lot in Dead Man's Shoes I know he's amazing in that unbelievable like I'd seen him before that yeah, film so course, I knew yeah. what he yeah. was about and he was and yeah. Dead Man's Shoes is uh, like one of my all time favourites yeah same so. yeah. and the, one of the scariest films like yeah. more than any film with just people Paddy's eyes like sawing limbs off or stuff like the idea of being spiked with LSD and then a man yeah, it'd be fucking great for with an your hour. head <laughs> <laughs> that's your idea of a good night out yeah. that's my idea of hell getting spiked with LSD <laughs> yeah and being tortured by Paddy <laughs> <laughs> yeah no he's brilliant he's the same with Paddy you don't have to say anything yeah to be amazing but you two haven't been in anything together have you no 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 no, no. but there was some deleted scenes Paddy was in This Is In The 90 Oh, right. um, in the prison with yeah. Combo, yeah, 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 um, which are on the, the DVD. Um, but yeah, there's what? some deleted scenes which would have been amazing for Paddy to be in this singer, yeah. but it wasn't quite right for him, I don't think. So, oh, it will happen one day. He's he's directing another film. His yeah. film, and I mean, he's, he's, he's amazing as director thing, as well. Yeah, yeah. God, I hate him for being so talented. I know it bores me. <laughs> <laughs> so then you did films like Eden Lake, and mm. they were more. Um, was that would have been less improvise less yeah. that would have been learning lines again yeah, how yeah. was it working on something like that did you were you like oh god I've got to stay up and yeah. learn my lines again um, that was good um, uh, it was it was an amazing experience because I was 15 um, and I got to work with Jack O'Connell again obviously from This Is England mm-hmm. um, and it, it was an amazing experience to go into you know the, into Pinewood and with all the blood and all the prosthetics and all the knives and all you know all that and it was a, a surreal experience for me obviously being a kid and you know because I've not not always been to been into like knives and shit but it was just good to see it all you know what I mean how, how how it was all done and I had to have like a prosthetic head and I got stabbed and it was yeah it was a good experience and you know my, my it had um, quite a lot of controversy that film didn't it there yeah. was like it was glamorizing sort of yeah, but it was violence or something real. like yeah. that kind of thing does it could happen you know there is well, gangs of kids they're the best sort of yeah. horror films aren't they the ones where you go oh god this yeah this could happen yeah again like with dead man's shoes like anything like that could happen you're not you know it's kind of they are the best ones i think real films yeah yeah 100%. maybe that's why i'm not into Star Trek and Indiana Jones. Yeah. Well, listen, you know, on a, if, as long as you're watching good old films as well, then yeah. that's then you're not missing out on anything. I think, um, although I haven't said that, we are now going to talk about your guilty pleasure. Oh, okay. <laughs> but to give us a bit of, like, context, what are the sort of films that you love? Like, you love Walk the Line, we know that. I like, it, it honestly can vary. You know, I love Walk the Line, um... I love comedy films, you know, I like a lot of comedy films. You know, I like the Batmans when I watch them. Um, Do you like the kinds of films that you are that you tend to be in, like the Shane Meadows types of films? Kind of real films. Um, yeah, yeah, I suppose I do, like, you know, real British films. Um, like, you know, like Tyrannosaur, which was amazing, again, yeah. Paddy's film, um, <coughs> Dead Man's Shoes, and yeah, just kind of, I, I'll watch anything if I enjoy it, you mm-hmm. know. I'll sit and watch, you know, your chick flicks with, with, with Charlotte, my missus, mm-hmm. because you've got her, haven't you, but... Yeah, I kind of watch I like a, I mean, I'm a fan of a rom-com, I've got to say. A rom-com? A, ro- a romantic comedy. Yeah. 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 I like them. But your uh, your guilty pleasure, which sadly I couldn't, because, you know, this this we agreed to do this so late in the day. Sadly, I didn't get to watch the whole film, but the first uh, half of it did... <laughs> I'm so... The, what I love about this guilty pleasures thing, where I get my guests to say, look, here's a film I love. I know it's not considered a good film or just out and out shit and the guest is gonna either say look i know it's shit but i love it or they're gonna try and justify that it's Mm. actually a really good film but people just have misunderstood it (laughs) and the film that you picked was white chicks yeah which um, as soon as you said that i was like brilliant and it means i sometimes i haven't seen these films so i have to go and watch them and uh white chicks really surprised me at the beginning of it because it's 
a lot more surreal than I thought it yeah. would be. I think that's what it is with white chicks. I mean, it's it's something that will never happen, you know. <laughs> and you'll sit and watch it, and you'll go, "What, really? Yeah, that's never going to happen." I thought Obviously, it was... the chief would go, "Nah, that's bullshit," <laughs> you know. And but it is a funny film, and I think the Wayne's brothers are, are brilliant. Anyway. Do you like all their stuff? Yeah, well, uh, you know, the, th- the bits that I've seen, you know, I do love, like, like again, we discussed it last night, uh, Don't Be a Menace. Now, Don't Be a Menace, that was, I watched a bit of that as well, as yeah. a side note. That's a weird one, because I'd never heard of that. And this yeah. was an early one of theirs, wasn't it? Yeah. So this was like a spoof of Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood, yeah. And I mean, can you describe what actually happens in Don't Be a Menace? Oh, God, I ain't seen it for years now. But Don't Be a Menace, but it was basically one of my friends years ago. Um, he said to me, oh, watch this film, it's funny. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll watch it. And it was funny, I laughed my head off. And it's just the most quotable film. I can remember growing up quoting that film to my mates. What are some of the quotes... Oh there no, I'm go. not doing them. <laughs> you have to. Come on, you can't do that. <laughs> no, 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 I can't because I can't do the voice, can I? Oh, but yeah, okay. um, without offending someone. Without offending someone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, what struck me with "Don't Be a Menace" is it is almost like beat. For, well, not beat for beat, but kind of like visually and tonally, it's basically saying this: we're doing a because they, they do the scary movie yeah. films, don't they? So it's like they're doing their scary movie of Boys in the Hood, and it's weird because there's people being shot, there's crackheads there's mums crying over their dead kids and I'm like this is a weird tone you know like Mm. they're making fun of quite horrible circumstances but I guess those kind of you know like New Jack City and Boys in the Hood and Menace to Society all those films from that era about the ghetto yeah. had become a bit of a cliche and they were just ripping yeah. the shit out of it. Yeah, I think that's what the. the I, I suppose they're like Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. They've ripped the shit out of the cliche things, you yeah. know. Like, people will have their pers- like perspective on Grimsby. Sasha Baron Cohen's seen that and thought, fuck it, I make a film, I make millions of dollars. And Grimsby is very much the Compton uh, of the UK, isn't it? <laughs> uh, no, I wouldn't say that. Um, uh, so then White Chicks is... Can you describe the uh, the sort of premise of that film? Yeah, well, what, it's the about the the two detectives in it who are hopeless, basically. Um, and they get kicked off um, the case, don't they? They get kicked off the case. Uh, what is it? The Wilson sisters, isn't it? Yeah. Um, who are coming to do, like, um, like a fashion show. And someone's planning on kidnapping them. Um, so the Waynes brothers get himself prosthetic talk prosthetic is yeah. that a real word uh, well, but yeah you know what I mean? get all the prosthetics on to look like the Wilson sisters and pretend to be them at this show yeah. so when the kidnappers come and get them they've obviously got the guns and they're shooting about and shit um, but yeah it's a good funny film it is a funny well, film the opening scene is of the Wayans brothers in a shop and the, yeah for the ice cream for the ice cream and they're they're um they're already got loads of prosthetics on because they're trying. Oh, they're playing Mexican, like Cuban or Mexican, s- Cuban or South American something, yeah. and I was just and, and it's really weird humour. It was yeah. almost like Vic and Bob. Yeah, you know there was something yeah. like when Vic and Bob used to put those. Um, it's a bit like Keith Lemon does it. Was, now, yeah, it? Was, yeah, yeah, but it looked like Bo Selector. Yeah, and I was like, "This is weird." Like, yeah. so these are cops who specialise in prosthetic uh, yeah. undercover <laughs> jobs. They but have to have prosthetics at some point, and then they get kicked off of that job. And then they're suddenly what? The thing that really made me laugh was they they have the worst prosthetics as these two white chicks. Yeah, yeah. And, but I think that's part of the comedy, isn't it? And yet everyone, like, so it's many people are going, like, you know, they're, like, looking at them yeah. going, hey, I'd like to, yeah, yeah. you know. And, and I'm like, what person in their right mind, whether yeah. you were gay, straight, whatever, <laughs> would fancy these weird plasticine people? <laughs> it's like Katie Price, aren't they? Yeah, it's just the most, <laughs> it is insane. It yeah. is a, I think there's a niche or, uh, like, a fetish where people like someone yeah. with a melting face. Yeah. Who is... Do you ever remember... Um, it's not even an age thing. I, I think even people my age probably don't remember the Lenny Henry film called True Identity. This was when he was... No. He had a stab at Hollywood. And he underwent... Uh, like, he had prosthetics to hide because he'd witnessed a murder or something. And, and he, he... He was hid as a, a white guy. And... There is something hilarious about you yeah. know that makeup. You yeah, know, it's just uh, it's just. And it, uh, anyway, it reminded me of that film. Yeah, but there was um, yeah. It's just I was I guess in a weird sort of way I was surprised that I found white chicks funny. Yeah, that's that's the thing, isn't it? Like, you know, it, the, I don't the, the concept of it's silly, but it is 
funny like I laugh at it I laughed at it well the highbrow part of me that wants to be into really worthy movies and talk in a sort of intellectual fashion doesn't want to like white chicks but you do but the gut in me just found it funny, <laughs> yeah. you know. That's it, isn't it? and that, that's what they're good at, I think. And mm. the, you know, the, the specialising. So the listen, why don't we get you in a Wayans Brothers film? Well, make it happen, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can. I'm not funny though, so I won't be very good at it. You are funny. <laughs> I don't you know. You just don't know it. <laughs> just play it straight. Play it real in a Wayans Brothers. In a Wayans Brothers film. <laughs> <laughs> it might be like two different films, but I would like to see you in one. Yeah, I'd love to. You'd be, be in one. Scary Movie Seven or something. Yeah. Is it, well, are they on Seven now? I don't know what they're on. But if there was a type of film that they could spoof that you would be in, imagine spoofing This Is England. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be amazing because then they get to wear the prosthetics again. Yeah, skinheads and they're skinheads, <laughs> oh. racist skinheads yet the black. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. I think we're that is amazing. Can we someone get their agents' details because I'm <laughs> pitching that next week. I want to Skype to LA. Um, amazing. Why? What would they call it? This this ain't England. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, Thomas, it's been an absolute pleasure talking Thank to you. Thank you for having me, mate. It's been and good. do you know what? I've, I love everything you do, and I think you know you're gonna you're gonna go on to do loads more great stuff. Oh, is there gonna be any more? This is England. Um, no, I think that's it now. Are, um, you, are you having a good time? You sound a little bit bored there. No, I'm tired. <laughs> it's yeah. you working me out. Um, no, I think that's um, think that's gonna be it now because we've kind of got this good good measure with this is England where. When we do have it on, you know, people are like, oh, buzzing, you know, another series. But we don't want to turn into, oh, you know, it's that again. You know, yeah. like, yeah, I've got some friends who are in the show and they'll probably agree with me and shameless. Um, you know, the first couple of series, that was brilliant. Yeah. But then by series 10, it was a bit like, oh, you know, they're doing like cabarets on the pool table yeah, and stuff. Yeah. It's a bit, you know, it kind of killed it a little bit. Is, and do you know what? Sometimes it's not because the writing's got less good. Uh, but it's just that you're excitement for something wanes a bit because yeah. you're so used to it yeah, now exactly, and, yeah. and it doesn't seem as surprising I think what did they do with Shameless was it like 10 series I think so something yeah. like that yeah yeah it kind of kills it a bit and people are like oh Shameless again yeah you well know? and also because it is like glimpses into sort of times in, with the this is England it kind of makes sense that maybe less is more yeah. yeah yeah exactly so I mean like I said before I'd love to work with them not for the rest of my life but you know We've, we've had our fun with it and, yeah. and stuff so and will you help me get Shane on the show yeah he's, he's one of my <laughs> film heroes I've done um, my best brilliant uh, Tomo what a pleasure thank you very thank much thank you very Dan. much we're going to end good. on uh, uh, your second choice also from Walk the Line this is Reese Witherspoon singing Jukebox Blues this is a FUBAR radio podcast go to foobarradio.com for more details <laughs>